The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Is to ask yourself, what obstacles do you have for letting go? What obstacles do you have to renounce what's useful to renounce? What obstacles exist for you regarding renunciation? So as I like to teach, sometimes it's more valuable and wiser to notice the obstacle to an ideal than to focus on the ideal directly. It's more realistic and um, it's more about what's actually going on rather than what you hope is going on. And um, so in a sense, the ideal today is renunciation. And, And then, so now we look at the obstacles for you in being able to renounce. Now I think when the word obstacle is used this way, um, or that you would use it, it my, my, probably most of you think renunciation is the good thing, obstacles are the bad thing. And um, though so, sometimes there's inappropriate renunciation. I mean, it has I mean, sometimes parents, you know, there are occasions when some parents are ready to renounce their kids. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's probably not, you know, a wise thing to do. But certainly the feeling can be there. And um, so there's unwise renunciation. And then there's wise obstacles. You know, there's, you know, that come up. There's good reasons why there shouldn't, you shouldn't renounce certain things. Um, and so uh, there are also people who have serious reservations about renunciation. And so what are those reservations? Now in all this stuff, it's very important not to stay too abstract. Because if you, if you say, you know, I don't like renunciation, whatever, that's, that's staying at a very abstract level that has nothing to do with anything. Because it, what's, what's, what's valuable if you really get down into your life is that these are the circumstances where 
I don't like reservations, uh, uh, renunciation. These are the circumstances I do like it. This is the way that works for me. This is this particular way is how, how it doesn't work for me. But just say I don't like it, or I think it's the best. You know, let's everyone do it. Um, you know, it's just too vague. It's like, what are you talking about? So you want to be very careful about you know generalizing. You want to always come down to specifics, and that's where it all comes alive. So what I'd like you to do is to um, form groups of, um, I guess another group, again, of, of, uh, four people. And, um, and just to share, go around the circle. Maybe just keep going around so one person doesn't speak for a long time. Just go around and talk. Or maybe that's a nice way of doing it, um, is uh, just take turns going around. And uh, mentioning some, some ways in which you uh, some obstacles that you want to share that you have for your renunciation uh, 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 or some reservations that you have. What are reservations, what are obstacles that you have towards the, renunci- the idea of renunciation? And again, it's best not to go a long story about why, what the circumstances are, but try to be succinct. So you, and one of the nice things about doing a group process, you go around in a circle, is that you kind of grow in each other, you kind of you affect each other and learn from each other and influence each other. And there's a kind of a group dynamic that gets set in motion that you're participating in. So it's not just you, but it's also the kind of, in a sense, the group mind, the group process that's being worked and developed, unfolding as you go around and hear each other and inevitably you just, you know, you're informed by the other people and affected by it and, and see how it goes around and around. Um, So reservations or obstacles to renunciation. Do you have any questions before we about this? Seem seem okay. So uh, I think it'd be nice to form groups of four. And uh, if there's a someone has trouble for, forming a group of four, why don't you stand near the middle here so we can see who you are? There must have been a few obstacles to talk about. <laughs> you, guys talked, you guys talked a lot. It felt like you were so into it. We let it go longer than planned. So, I don't know if it's better to be happy for you or... <laughs> so I think it would be nice now to do kind of a popcorn exercise where people just... Uh, speak up, different people speak up, and say something very brief, uh, maybe just a word or a couple of words or a sen- sen- simple sentence or something about what, um, uh, what you learned in being part of that discussion. What, what you learned, what was novel for you or a challenge for you. Or... Patience. So, patience. Effort. So effort. Well, I think we need a little bit more than the word then. <laughs> 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 yeah, I know. <laughs> Humor, yeah, it's good. Just saying no, not now, thank you, maybe later. Is a useful way to deal with the off with 
distractions of the moment or things that are not particularly helpful or useful, but that your temp your Oh, I see. Oh, so this is a useful this is a useful way of letting go, renouncing, saying no thanks later. Okay, great. Yes. We found in our group that some of us felt um, as though we were actually quite well schooled on the path of renunciation. As a result, all of us are women. As a result of our female roles, and uh, I, I, that was interesting. So, so many, so because you're all women, perhaps you felt that you're well schooled in renunciation because you're a woman, perhaps how you're, and um, so that's both uh, 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 for some women both a positive and a negative thing. The positive thing is that the role of being a mother, for example, sometimes requires a lot of healthy, appropriate renunciation. There's a lot of beautiful letting go that can happen, letting go of self in a beautiful way. But then also sometimes we expected or asked to or end up letting go of things that shouldn't be let go of and sometimes we're told to you're supposed to renounce in ways that we become diminished so is it you talked about both sides of that yes we did and so um, yeah there was um, many years ago there was a feminist who was writing about buddhism and she i guess she just encountered buddhism for the first time or, and um, she said yeah there's all this, all this emphasis on letting go in this religion I think it's a great religion for men. (laughs) 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 Yes, Jim? Uh, I found one of the obstacles to letting go for me is often just the desire for immediate gratification. So the desire for immediate gratification is an obstacle to letting go. So it's a little bit similar to what said, someone said this morning about the long-term and short-term understanding of what's going on. Good, thank you. Yes, Ted. We had uh, several retired folks in our group, and we know that the ultimate letting go is it was told to us by the Buddha, it's identity. And it was difficult enough just to let go of the identity we had behind our job. So, so with the issue of retirement, retirement is a forced ed. You know, you, if, if, if identity is tied to work and it's time to retire, then it can be actually hard to let go of the identity around that profession. And for you, it says it took five years to get through that. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so, so. As you were saying that, being someone who doesn't like baseball, that's that was been in terms of at least for me. I not only don't, I mean, I don't dislike it. I just don't know anything about it, and I'm not terribly interested in finding out about it. So that made me very weird in the past two weeks. Everybody was talking about it. I was at a party and I was sitting there, and a bunch of people were in the room, and there was a big screen TV. I was mostly watching the big screen. 
so that's another weird thing. But this woman walks in and says, oh, what's the score? And I said, uh, I don't know. I'm just sitting here enjoying the ambiance. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Um, I think one thing that's interesting is the first obstacle is not really the ultimate obstacle. That what? The first obstacle that you think you're encountering may not necessarily be the ah, so this, obstacle. Yes. Ah, so the, the, the obvious, obvious obstacle that pops up first might not be the real one. Smokescreen. Or, uh, or assumptions, we assume it's supposed to be a certain way. So if you keep peeling off the layers, you might find something deeper. Like someone said earlier, identity issue, Ted said, about that sometimes it's not so obvious that we're identified. Do you want to share what you found or what you consider is deeper? You don't have to. No. No. <laughs> Great, that's great insight. So, so it, it, it not, it, people have different tendencies. I mean, some people's uh, default is to first blame, you know, and some people's default is to look inside, I'm to blame. And both those can be obstacles, both can be wise in different circumstances, but the tendency of, you know, for you to first tendency is to say, you know, to realize, well, I really have to let go of my, you know, my anger. If only those people... <laughs> <laughs> If only those people would not give me cause. <laughs> so fear, discomfort, unpleasantness can arise, at least initially when you're renouncing something. And so those can act as obstacles to the renunciation. So fear, discomfort, unpleasantness, unpleasantness can come, and, and just a, part of the process of letting go might steer up those things. And so it can be hesitant. And so... One of, the, one of the great lessons, I think, of this Buddhist practice is learning to be comfortable with discomfort. Learning to be willing, have wise willingness to be uncomfortable. Because if you don't, if people recoil from being uncomfortable, then it's very hard to go through a process that the process itself requires to go through a phase of being uncomfortable. So something like this. Oh, no certainty. <laughs> There's more certainty in our imagination on this side of renouncing than on the other side of uh, So part of the obstacle is the uncertainty, the unknown, the other side. If, if the clinging is known, is a known world, and if we let go of something, then what's going to happen? And Yeah, so it's a part of the fear. Thank you. 
So that. So attaching to wanting to be special or separate uh, makes it difficult to let go because letting go, we might have to let go of the sense that's separateness, specialness. Yep. So renunciation often takes effort and so sloth and torpor can, can get in the way. Ah, so renunciation takes effort. Sloth and torpor gets in the way. I mean, there was a, I've told this story before, but this friend of mine who went to her Zen teacher and said that, um, you know, talked about all the different things she's doing, how busy she was running around doing lots of things. And her teacher said to her, oh, that's because you're lazy. <laughs> she, was, she, she took her back because, what do you mean lazy? I'm, like, I'm doing more. It's because she was too lazy to look at the deeper, you know, it was hard work to go look at the deeper attachments that was keeping her so busy and scattered and running around. The fear of losing a concept of ourselves, yeah. Okay. Oh, one more. Yes, please. So fear, yeah. so fear of fear of if you don't want to let go of something because it's, you'll change your relation, relationships to people. Really, some of the time relationships are, are predicated, dependent on uh, certain attachments, certain ways of relating. So if, it, if you don't relate that way, then it's going to be hard. And, yeah, it changes. And some people um, get a lot of comfort from being attached to cling. It's how they feel secure in the world. And so to let go is disorienting because who are they, who are they, who are they, who are they in relationship to other people? It's all unknown. Yeah. Um, misconception that it's going to be harder than I think. Uh, so the one obstacle to letting go is that it's going to be really hard to yeah. let go. Sometimes. Sometimes. And so it might not really be hard. It might, might actually be easy, but the fear that it's going to be hard So there's a link between letting go and generosity. Yes, because generosity is kind of an act of letting go. You're letting go of something, you're giving something, generally. Okay, so um, may you become intimately familiar with the the obstacles you have to letting go. So that... that, that, um, in that familiarity, you can be wise and negotiate them. So let's take a break until 2.30. And before I take the break, I'd like to say that, uh, um, you know, we're offering support for this Parami exploration practice. And in between are actually Friday meetings here. And uh, so those of you who want to continue with deepening and exploring this during the month, there's a number of things you can do. There's the handouts you can take with quotes to reflect on, 
actual questions to reflect on and exercises to do. They're up here. And also Inez is available if you want to have like a, a practice discussion with her to explore the parami or your relationship to what's going on. And uh, you can uh, sign up to meet with her during the month. And also she, in a couple of weeks, I don't know the date, but... Uh, the 21st. The 21st, uh, so in a couple of weeks, um, there'll be a, a here, in, here at IMC on a Sunday afternoon a discussion group to explore the topic renunciation and uh, further. And the people who have been going to that, I think, have been finding a lot of value in that. So, um, so you can t- any of those things, you can talk to Inez now during the break about the logistics of it. If you're not in the email list, it's uh, at the corner of the stage. You can sign up. So it, you know, I send out announcements when, uh, when the handouts are up and when the uh, talks are up, which is immediate right there.